check one, check two. I'm the Inca slash rapper that you never thought would happen. Commentary get the cracking like pads when they start whacking. Applaud like studio audience audio. It's the Rob You Sports Stew Show. Is that so? I got what you want. The NFL is hip hop phone. It's spitting sport news. Cause here's the blues like you're betting your team, you know they will lose. Don't get it confused. I'm like shit calm, mixed with Uncle Scrooge. Make duck, get bucks, watch chicks cluck. What? Shine like wine from water. Wait grapes. R.I.P. Stew with Scott, the late great. And welcome back to another action-packed episode of the Rob U Sports Stew Show. NFL 2021 season going into week eight. And on Thursday night, it was a matchup between the Arizona Cardinals and the Green Bay Packers. And in an exciting game, the game came down to the last play where Kyler Murray would try to find A.J. Green in the end zone to seal the victory. Unfortunately, in a turn of events, A.J. Green was not expecting the pass from Kyler Murray. The pass ended up being intercepted in the end zone by Green Bay defender and the Green Bay Packers were able to defeat the Arizona Cardinals with a final score Green Bay 24 Arizona 21 meaning there's no more undefeated teams in the NFL this season but it was a good entertaining game and in my week 7 pick recap in week 7 I was 7 and 5 And some of my worst losses was the Philly-Vegas game, where Philly really came out a little flat, in my opinion, and Vegas were able to continue their winning ways. Also, that Chicago-Tampa Bay, where Tampa Bay was just all over the Bears, and it was really a... really an ugly game for the Bears and a beautiful game for the Bucks. They just was hitting on all cylinders... And Tom Brady getting his 600 touchdown pass. Even though Mike Evans gave it to a fan in the stadium, they was able to recover that ball for that historic accomplishment. Another bad loss was the night game where the Colts were able to defeat the 49ers. And also the Carolina Panthers losing another one to the New York Giants. So this brings my overall record for the season to 60 and 42 for the games that I pick. And I usually don't pick the Thursday night games. I just feel like Thursday night games can go either way because a lot of times the players aren't well rested. Some players may not be as healthy as you would like. And sometimes those Thursday night games are kind of like trap games in my opinion. But this week, they also had the NFL owners meeting. And a lot of the owners were really hesitant to speak out against the Washington football team, despite the lingering controversy scandal of the email and everything that it's entailed. And one of the owners went so far as to say, we're here to talk about football. But one owner who did speak out was the owner of the Raiders, who had his coach have to resign behind everything that came out. And that was Mark Davis. And Mark Davis was saying he wanted more transparency and he wanted the NFL to release the rest of the emails which had been so damaging to Gruden's reputation and forcing Gruden to resign. 
And there's also been a call from some of the women and former employees who were affected and offended and worked under the Washington football team during their toxic work environment regimes where Brooks Island was a part. And these former employees, they want transparency and they want Goodell to release the remaining emails and to really have more transparency and be more open about what the NFL found in their investigation and stop trying to sweep everything under the rug. Well, Roger Goodell said Tuesday that the NFL will not release email and documents from the investigation. And his reasoning behind this was to, quote, protect, unquote, the victims. So the NFL claimed some of the clients who were involved in the case wanted anonymity. So they're able to try to hide behind their, we're going to protect the victims theory by not exposing more emails and documents from the investigation. However, they could easily expose and release those documents and emails simply by changing certain people's name or just blurring certain people's name out to protect the innocent if they chose to. For example, changing somebody's name to Jane Doe 1 or Jane Doe 2 or John Doe 1 or John Doe 2. But it seems that Goodell has his mindset that he's going to protect the NFL owners, more specifically Daniel Snyder, instead of letting the public know and letting the people know how much corruption really was going on in the Washington football team organization. Now, Goodell did so-called punish the owner, Dan Snyder. He had a $10 million fine and he also supposedly gave over day-to-day operations to his wife. But for somebody who's a billionaire, that's just simply a slap on the wrist. And also, if things were going so bad and so wrong in that organization, why is he still allowed to be an NFL owner when we already saw that the owner of the Carolina Panthers, Richardson, was forced to sell the team or give the team up when he had some racist comments come out from years back. So there's definitely something fishy going on with Goodell covering for the Washington football team and him caping and protecting Daniel Snyder and also whoever else could possibly be implemented or found guilty in all of these emails that they're hiding from the public. However, many people are hoping that Congress Congress will push them for the truth and have some of those details end up being exposed to the people in the public. So we'll see how everything plays out, plays out. But right now it's looking like the NFL is going to try to delete the documents or shred the documents before anybody else can see them. Because maybe they just don't want to expose all of the wrongdoing and all the toxic, sexist, corrupt, behavior going on in the Washington football team but another reason a lot of these owners may be against it as well is because that's probably not the only organization where this kind of thing goes on and a lot of these owners would hate for their franchise to be the next to have employees 
come speak out, blaming, pointing fingers, naming names, and saying that they were mistreated, discriminated against, or otherwise worked in a toxic, sexist, male chauvinistic environment. So, we'll see how everything plans plays out, folks. And in the other news, Tyran Matthew recently had to apologize and have an about face when he made a statement on social media against certain Kansas City Chiefs fans who were, as he said, ungrateful and unappreciative of what they had accomplished over the last three or four years, reaching Super Bowls and winning the AFC several times, also winning a Super Bowl. And this this began as a someone made a comment, and then he chimed in. But it's never good to make these kind of statements against your home team fans. And what he said was the toxic that the Kansas City Chiefs had a toxic fan base, one of the most toxic fan bases in sports. And what he has to understand is you can't judge your whole fan base based off one person's comments, and also. This is your home team. This is your home fan. So you don't want to come out to the game. And when they announce your name or when you make a play, the fans start booing you and the fans have already turned on you. So he did do some 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 damage repair and some damage control and go back and apologize for what he said. But when you know our social media is once you put it out there, it's out there, especially when you're a high caliber, high profile player, star player for your team. So. We'll see how the fans react to him on Sunday. In other news, the Panthers are in. McCaffrey could be out. And then the Panthers are out and McCaffrey is in. So it seems that the Panthers organization was suddenly not so fond of Sam Darnold. And apparently they were going to go a little harder to try to get Deshaun Watson not only away from the Houston Texans, but away from the Miami Dolphins, who were believed to be his number one destination based off what's been going on over the last few months. But one thing they were supposedly willing to do was part with their star running back, who's currently injured, Christian McCaffrey. Their do-it-all running back, receiver. He basically does a lot for the Carolina Panther offense. But once news got out to the public and the media, all of a sudden, the Panthers were out of the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. So who knows what the truth is, but maybe the word got out and McCaffrey got wind of it. And maybe he had his agent make a few calls to the front office, basically saying, well, if y'all want to trade me, trade me. And they were forced to renege because he called their bluff. But we'll never know the truth, but... The Panthers were in on Deshaun Watson. McCaffrey could have been out. Then all of a sudden, the Panthers were out, and McCaffrey's still in. So, I guess Christian McCaffrey isn't going anywhere. Other news, Deshaun Jackson of the Los Angeles Rams, the speedy veteran receiver, has recently requested a trade from the Rams, and it's been mutually agreed that they will allow him to seek a trade. So, we'll see where the speedy receiver ends up. He probably could be a good fit for New England. 
probably the Kansas City Chiefs could use a little extra receiver help. And maybe even the Buffalo, excuse me, the Baltimore Ravens. So we'll see where Jackpot Jackson ends up. And other Carolina Panthers news, they finally will get to see their new newly acquired star receiver Stephon Gilmore take the field. As Stephon Gilmore will be activated and suit up for the Panthers when they take on the Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta this Sunday. And in other NFL news, Cap versus Watson. And when I say Cap versus Watson, it's very ironic to me, and I'm sure millions of other NFL fans, particularly those of color, that Colin Kaepernick would be basically ousted and blackballed from the league for taking a political stance against police brutality, social injustice, black men being killed by police officers, while Deshaun Watson, who did not take a political stance, but did do several dozens or who knows how many inappropriate sexual misconducts against different female masseuses he's still in the NFL has not been public has not been punished by the NFL and will most likely be traded to the Miami Dolphins and could potentially play this season so that's just shows the it shows you the inequality in the NFL because here you have one man who did not harm anyone but took a political stance for justice and he was basically ousted and kicked out of the league nobody would touch him and here you have another man who had basically several cases of misconduct with several different women several different masseuses where it turned into consensual sexual consensual sex or unconsensual harassment or threats or inappropriate behavior and misconduct which the NFL has yet to punish him for the Houston Texans did keep him sidelined for the majority of the season he has not played in a game but I believe that was mostly to protect him from being injured on the field so they could trade him so that just shows you the inequality of the NFL when Colin Kaepernick can't get back in the league for standing up for injustice and Deshaun Watson is potentially going to the Dolphins to play this season when he's done so many things to so many women but the NFL still is trying to protect him like Daniel Snyder and speaking of the NFL protecting Deshaun Watson Commissioner Goodell was asked about Deshaun Watson and why he was not placed on the NFL's commissioner's list and supposedly according to Goodell there has not been enough evidence or enough enough witnesses to justify him being punished by the league before legal action. 
So this is just another example of Goodell playing favorites and he's going to punish who he wants to punish and he's going to turn a blind eye to who he wants to turn a blind eye to. Because even in the Colin Kaepernick situation, once he saw that teams were not touching him, he could have made it an, an incentive for an NFL team if they would have signed Colin Kaepernick that he wouldn't count against the salary cap or something of that nature. Something that would entice teams to give him an opportunity once he saw that teams were not really giving him an opportunity. But it is what it is, y'all. And lastly, will Cam get signed soon? It was rumors that the Seattle Seahawks were looking at Cam Newton to possibly come in and compete with Geno Smith for that backup spot behind Russell Wilson or potentially fill in for Geno Smith until Wilson is back healthy. But we still have no word yet, but Cam did get the vaccine and did say that teams were already reaching out to him. So maybe he just wants to hold off and go to a team that he feels is going to have a chance to actually win. So we'll see if and when Cam Newton gets re-signed this season. And coming up, my week eight Pharaoh Knicks picks. And in week eight, we have the Carolina Panthers at the Atlanta Falcons. One o'clock games. And this game, I believe it's gonna be a I believe it's gonna be a drag it out low lower scoring game. Carolina will have a new quarterback under center this week. I believe PJ Walker will get denied. I do have more faith in Carolina's defense than the Atlanta Falcons defense, but the Atlanta Falcons do have a nice offense. But in this game, I'm going to say Carolina 24, Atlanta 23. Then we have the Cincinnati Bengals coming off a big win last week against the Kansas City Chiefs. And in this game, I believe the Bengals will be able to defeat the New York Jets with a final score of Cincinnati 30, New York 20. Then we have the Los Angeles Rams going to take on the Houston Texans. I believe the Rams will be, be able to defeat the Texans with a final score of Rams 35, Houston 17. Then we have the Miami Dolphins going to take on the Buffalo Bills. And I believe the Buffalo Bills will defeat the Dolphins with a final score of Buffalo 29, Miami 23. Then we have the Philadelphia Eagles going to take on the Detroit Lions. I believe Philadelphia will defeat the Lions with a final score of Philly 33. Detroit 20. And the Pittsburgh Steelers will be going to take on the Cleveland Browns. I believe this will be a nice matchup. Pittsburgh, solid defense. Roethlisberger playing consistent, decent ball. Running game coming alive somewhat. And then we have Cleveland Browns getting back Nick Chubb and having that strong front seven. I'll go Cleveland 27. Pittsburgh 20, but this will be a good game. And we have the San Fran 49ers going to take on the Chicago Bears. I believe Garoppolo will be starting. But it's these both of these teams, I believe, have kind of been up and down this season. And with the Bears especially, I don't think they have grasped the best use of their rookie quarterback. And they're definitely not protecting him well. 
definitely have to get some better receivers around him and also a better playbook or better better play calling. And when it comes to the 49ers, I think the inconsistency has been in the running game and sometimes on defense. So this is this is going to be a close game, but I'll go Chicago 17, San Fran 16, but we'll see. And then the Tennessee Titans getting that nice victory. Tennessee Titans getting that nice victory last week. And this week, I believe that the Tennessee Titans will be able to defeat the Indianapolis Colts with a final score of Tennessee 31, Colts 26. And then we have the Jacksonville Jaguars going to take on the Seattle Seahawks in a 4 o'clock game. And Jacksonville, I believe, it's going to be a close one. Seattle, the quarterback situation is a little sketchy right now with Geno Smith in there. How we perform against the Jaguars defense. But I'm going to go with a rare pick for the Jacksonville Jags to get an upset victory. 24 over the Seahawks, 19. But we'll see how it turns out. Then we have the New England Patriots going to take on the Los Angeles Chargers, one of the more high-powered offenses in the league. And I believe they'll get that victory over the Patriots, 23, Chargers 29. Then we have the Tampa Bay Bucks going to take on the New Orleans Saints in the NFC South matchup. And with the New Orleans Saints, they are getting back running back Mark Ingram, so that will be a definite added addition for plus. The how will Jameis Winston perform against this Tampa Bay Buck front seven? Known for getting after quarterbacks. New Orleans does have some nice receivers on the outside. If Jameis Winston can get to him and not throw the interceptions, ill-advised passes. And Tampa Bay, will they be able to continue that offense rolling? I believe Antonio Brown will be out this game. I'm not sure if Gronk is going to be able to play if he's ready to go yet. But I will say Tampa Bay 34 over the Saints 24. Then we have the Washington football team going to take on the Denver Broncos. The Broncos, I believe, will be getting back receiver Jerry Judy, rookie. And also with the Washington football team, how will that quarterback Henke, how will he play in this matchup? But I'll go Denver 24, Washington 20. And in the nightcap, we got the Dallas Cowboys going to take on the Minnesota Vikings. Both of these teams have nice offenses. And I believe that in this game, it's going to be a high-scoring one. But I'll go Cowboys 34, Vikings 23. And in the Monday Night Football Week 8 finale, we have the New York Giants at the Kansas City Chiefs. And I'm sure that, I'm sure that Kansas City Chiefs will be... Looking for a little bit of get back, looking for looking to get back to some winning ways after those losses to the Cincinnati Bengals and also most recently also to the Tennessee Titans as well. So in this game, I'm gonna go Giants 19, Kansas City 27. And this concludes another episode of the Rob U Sports Stew Show. I want to thank you for listening. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and share with a friend. Till the next time, be safe, 
Be blessed. And I'll see you on the next.